I almost forgot that when I was editing last week's episode, I picked up our first EVP, or at least I noticed our first EVP. Oh, wow. I almost forgot about it until this morning, so I have it ready for you to listen to. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see if we can get this to work. So the first part is, it's like a one-second clip, right? So really quick. Okay. The first part is just me talking and then you're on my mic, so the bleed over from you on my mic. Yeah. Right? Then I'll play the enhanced version. Okay. All right. So let's see if you can hear this first <laughs> and throw it through. He was. <laughs> it's really soft. I don't know if you you heard that. I heard like a faint yeah. something, but I could not make it out. Now I'll really enhance it so you can hear it <laughs> and throw it through. <laughs> What the hell is that? I don't know if you can make out what it's saying at all. I can't. It sounds demonic. (laughs) I have a word in mind, but I don't want to say it because then I'm just influencing what you're hearing. So wait, let me hear it again. All right. And throw it through. He was I can't even make out a word. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard because the more I enhance it, the less you can really understand. Yeah. Well, if you can understand it, if it's anything at all. <laughs> I say the more I enhance it, the more distorted it becomes. Yeah. I think, now I'm going to tell you, so then you can hear it. Okay. But I hear the word pretty. So pretty? I think some demonic entity <laughs> was saying that you're pretty. How do we know it's saying that I'm pretty? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> it's you and not me. And throw it through. He was. That's I mean, a stretch. I can kind yeah. of hear how it could sound like that, but it still sounds jumbled to me. Yeah, it sounded more like that when I was listening to it and editing at a lower level. Yeah. But yeah, enhanced. It just sounds garbled. Huh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know. Do you know what we were talking about? I can pull up the area. Oh, I was just curious if it was like making its own comment on the story. (laughs) Yeah, stupid me. I didn't even think about, you know, what was the conversation at the time. (laughs) I was just so focused on, wow, what is this? I'm surprised you caught it. I would not have caught that. It almost slipped by, but. Oh, that's interesting. I guess. Let's go with it saying pretty and not anything. I'll pull up the context and I, yeah. I can't believe I didn't even think about. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> that would be bizarre. We got our first uh, guest on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> we didn't even have to beg him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but we're not paying you for being a guest yeah. on the show. <laughs> but considering it seems like you're living in the house rent free. Well, we were talking about the shadow people, right? Oh, yeah. At some point during that. Well, that was at the beginning. And then what was your part about? Oh, the... uh, Florida men. Florida men. 
Maybe it was talking about the alligator was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull up the longer clip and we'll we'll get some context there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cause it was just like, okay, this is weird. And yeah. it almost sounded mechanical. Yeah. Right. So I was trying to figure out did something go off when we were talking? Because I know the I know the Apple speaker goes off at random times and stuff, <laughs> but I know that didn't happen. Yeah. I can't think of what else it could have been. I don't know. But it did sound kind of mechanical, but I don't know if that's, again, just because enhancing it. Yeah, I was expecting it to be like one of our stomachs making noises because yeah, that happens a little <laughs> yeah, bit that happens a lot. too often. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't that. No, it doesn't sound like that. Anyway, as promised last time, surprisingly... Tonight, I'm going to talk about shared death experiences. Yes. Like I said last time, I honestly can't recall hearing about shared death experiences before until recently when I ran across an article. Yeah. Which then led me to Dr. Raymond Moody's book, Glimpses of Eternity. Moody was the one who coined the phrase near-death experience. Yeah. In his 1975 book, Life After Life. There were, of course, reports of Indies long before his book, but Moody was the first to put a mainstream name to it. Yes. Now, what constitutes a shared death experience is pretty broad, but some examples. Going into the light with the person who has died as they start their journey. Yeah. That doesn't seem scary at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> About 50% of people who have reported shared death experiences have reported being with the person as they start their journey. And they say that there is a point where they are unable to continue with their loved one and have to turn back. Oh, wow. It just sounds sad. Yeah. It is said that co-life reviews... Are you yawning? No, I'm trying not to sneeze. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was saying, am I boring already? No, I'm trying not to sneeze. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. It is said that co-life reviews is experienced by around 25% of people who have shared death experiences. Hmm. So that is being present while the person is given a life review, some of which is familiar to the observer and some which is not. Yeah. Those are probably the big ones, but there are many other events that are considered shared death experiences, such as seeing the person out of their body. Yeah. Or sharing an out-of-body experience with the person. Or seeing other spirits that have come to help the person transition. Seeing lights or orbs either bathing the entire room with light or light emanating from the dying individual. A mist scene rising out of the body and dissipating as the person passes. That's reported quite often. Mm -hmm. Music has been reported being heard by the person dying and another person. That's weird. Which usually stops, or not usually, but which stops after the person passes. Yeah. There has always been doubt about the validity of near-death experiences. Because of the dying brain hypothesis, 
which is the theory that NDEs are just hallucinations created by the brain as it is dying. Yeah. That seems to be the big question these days. Yeah. Moody talks about how the shared death experiences answer that question because the person or persons who have the shared experience are not dying, so how could they be hallucinating? Yeah. But I don't really see it answering the question, more just posing more questions. Yeah. Because if you can theorize NDEs, you can easily theorize some type of shared thought projection from the dying person. Yeah. I won't get into that discussion, but side note, I will say that I've read a number of articles from people who don't believe in NDEs. And I have to say that some of them get kind of snarky about the validity of NDEs and the fact that they say, you know, this doesn't exist and you're an idiot for thinking that it does type of thing. That's so rude. Yeah, I know. Well, also, what gives them the right to say that? I know. I see that a lot with discussions about paranormal events. Yeah. I mean, I get being skeptical and stuff. It's one of those things where you kind of have to experience it yourself. Like, I'm very skeptical, but I don't go around invalidating people's stories. It's like those are the type of people who say this is impossible, and here are the scientific reasons why it is impossible. Yeah. Like, we know everything there is to know in science, and nothing will ever come around to disprove any of that. Yeah, that's... Kind of like doctors who dismiss your symptoms as made up because they can't explain it, so it must not be real. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's just anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Mm-mm. It just amazes me that they can be so adamant about, here's the scientific facts, even though we couldn't possibly know whether we just don't know yet. Yeah. Anyway, I will get off the soapbox. And tell you some stories. Okay. Whether you want to believe them or not is up to you. I mean, who are we to invalidate people's stories? Right. As a woman sat with her adult son who was dying of cancer, she was what she described as swept up in a cloud with him, and she witnessed scenes from his life. Some of the scenes were familiar to her, but others were not. Memories of his experiences that were unknown to her. Hmm. She wouldn't discuss details of the scenes, but said she wasn't embarrassed by anything she witnessed. She wasn't, but what about him? Yeah. <laughs> the thought of a life review with another person being present just seems yeah. wrong. <laughs> well, also, it's just like, you know, you're going to expose me like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Invasion of privacy. Yeah. What if when you passed, there just happened to be some random nurse there, and then they ended up being part of your <laughs> life review? <laughs> oh, well, that'd be awkward. Yes. Another woman's husband was diagnosed with lung cancer at 55 and given six months to live. Holding on to him when he passed, she felt him go through her body and felt what she described as an electric sensation. I don't like that. Yeah. At that moment, their whole life sprang up around them. Hmm. She said she also saw his life before they were married, events she didn't know about, 
And although some of it might have been embarrassing and personal, she said there wasn't a feeling of needing privacy. She said she saw him with girls when he was younger. I would have hated that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It didn't explain what saw him with meant. Well. I'm not sure I want to know. But still. Yeah, but even though, yeah, it's like. Later, she said she was able to find the girls in his high school yearbook. Oh, like. (laughs) Not find them, yeah, not actually find (laughs) Track them down. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) A couple of months before he passed, a man dying. This is another story. Okay. A couple of months before he passed, a man dying of Alzheimer's lapsed into a comatose state. Yeah. The day he died, he sat up and was speaking clearly, but not to anyone in the room. Rather, he was looking upward and having a conversation with somebody named Hugh. The man and Hugh conversed for a while, sometimes laughing as though just chit-chatting. Hmm. Hospice workers assumed Hugh was a deceased relative. But his wife told them it was his brother whom she had just spoken to a day or so earlier. They later learned that the brother had died of a heart attack right around the time the man had been having the conversation. Whoa. Yeah. That's scary and sad. Yeah. Another man's wife had just completed a round of chemotherapy and was not feeling well, so she went to rest in bed. The man explained that there wasn't any reason for concern that she might die anytime soon. As he stood in the kitchen, he was surprised to hear her voice but when he turned, she wasn't there. As he headed to the bedroom, he heard her voice in his ear saying, I've just died, but that's okay. Everything is fine. Please don't worry. Yeah. When he got into the bedroom, he saw his wife's mother, who died 30 years earlier, leaning over her daughter. Hmm. That's creepy. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I'm sure it'd be comforting to some people, but that doesn't feel comforting to me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'd react. I guess you'd have to be in that situation. Yeah. I think it's one of those things, like, obviously you want your loved ones who are passing to be greeted by their loved ones who had already passed. Yeah. But it's one thing to hope for that and have that happen versus witnessing it. I think it would be one of those situations where it doesn't click. Yeah. You you see it, and then it's not until after the fact that you say, wow, did I just see that? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Linda had just had surgery on her eyes, and they were bandaged, so she couldn't see anything. That's never a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) Lying there, she suddenly saw a light, and out of the light came a boy who she recognized as one of her elementary school classmates, Jimmy. I'm not sure I would recognize anyone from elementary school. Yeah. He said, Linda, I can't find my way home. Can you walk me home? She said, of course, and she walked with him into the light until they got to his house. Hmm. He thanked her, and he walked off alone as she stood and watched. 
Later, she found out Jimmy had been struck and killed by a car on the same day as her surgery. Oh, wow. Sad to think that he died and was lost. Yeah. But didn't you say that he was a little boy? Yeah. So is it because he appeared to her as... She remembered him, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. A man often rode his bike around town to do errands. One night, he rode to the store at around 8 p.m. to get something for his lunch the next day. His wife, five months pregnant, stayed home, and she ended up dozing off while he was gone. Yeah. She dreamt she was walking with her husband along a forest path, which was canopied by trees. The path was on a slight incline, and at the end, she could see bright sunlight. He began to tell her what it was like to die. At first, he said he was filled with rage, pain, and frustration because the clerk didn't understand his pleas to call an ambulance. He had been stabbed in the heart. He said after a while he left his body floating above it, and then the pain was gone and he was filled with love and peace. He then told her he had to go. And she woke up. That's sad. Yeah. Two sisters arrived at a care facility after being asked to return because care assistants at the facility believed their mother would pass soon. As they entered the room, there were a couple of care assistants at the end of the bed and a man in a suit kneeling by the side of the bed. These sisters were left alone with their mother to say their goodbyes and be with her as she passed. Later, a care assistant said they kept telling her mother to hold on that her daughters were coming back. The one woman then asked her sister who was the man kneeling by the bed when they walked in. The sister replied, what man? Oh my God. She realized she hadn't even noticed when he left, but assumed that it was when the assistants left. But she never really saw him leave. Oh my God. A nurse at a hospital walked into a room of a dying man, not immediately dying, but they were taking care of him while he was dying. Yeah. There was a woman sitting beside his bed. The nurse knew right away it was a spirit. She said she was startled, but not frightened. She turned around and walked out of the room, feeling as though she were intruding on a personal moment. Yeah. Wanting to talk to somebody about it, she approached one of the social workers. The social worker said she also saw the woman and that things like that happen often. Oh my God. How do you automatically know it's a spirit? I don't know. Maybe you can see through them? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe you just have a sense. I don't know. It's true. A retired philosophy professor relayed a story from his childhood. When he was eight, he was sitting in the kitchen of the family farmhouse playing with his toy truck while his grandmother was at the stove cooking dinner. He heard her make a noise and looked up to see her with a look of discomfort and incomprehension on her face. She then keeled straight over. Oh my God. He said he could see his grandmother's body on the floor but also a younger version of her standing where she had fallen. 
There was also a second figure, a man, standing beside her. Hmm. It's scary to see as a kid. Yeah, weird. But they say kids see these things more than adults do. Well, not, you know, just share death experiences, spirits in general. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Is it because, like, we're more accepting of those things as children? Well, I think... We're, like, gullible. <laughs> I think part of that has to do with having an open mind. Yeah. And, like, being more accepting of what's going on around you, I yeah. guess. So does that mean... More intuitive, I guess. Yeah. Does that mean that as adults, we're more scared of those things, whereas children are <laughs> not? I think we block them out. We're less open to the world and more focused on what we're focused on. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. That's just a guess. Yeah. That was all the stories I had, though. It's interesting. Plenty of others in the book. Uh, it wasn't bad. Nothing earth-shattering. Yeah. It just sounds weird witnessing that. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, the one with the mom that was swept up in like the cloud, like. Yeah, well, I wouldn't want to be around when somebody's having their life review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems really weird to me. Well, just it sounds scary because you're like, I imagine you'd be confused on what's going on. Yeah. And you're already in a vulnerable state because you're losing someone. And then, yeah, to witness basically their slideshow montage of their life. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't. Because it feels like it would be you reading their diary or something. Right, yeah. And then the one where the woman had the dream, that would be kind of sad. Waking up to find out that it wasn't really a dream. Yeah, I, I don't know how. I would feel about that, especially, I mean, it's sad that she was pregnant at the time, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's different when you know somebody is passing versus with her, she had no idea what was about to happen. Yeah, just complete. Yeah. Unexpected. Interestingly, there weren't any stories of negative shared death experiences. Those are positive? Well, not like, you know, we've talked about the near-death experiences that were negative, right? Which were really negative. Satan's waiting room. I will never (laughs) forget that one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think, you know, for death experiences, these were as positive as you could expect, right? Yeah. It's not like you were traveling with the person down to hell. Yeah. You know, or... They were failing their life review. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll have to dig in and see if I can find any. Do you think maybe that's why a lot of people don't want their family members around them when they're dying? I've wondered that as far as... I don't know if it's that they don't want them to be a part of it or they just... um, Or it's just that they shouldn't be a part of it. Yeah. Type of thing, right? Yeah. And not that the person is aware of what they're doing. It's just that, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I've thought about that, though. Yeah. Um, I feel like my life review would be boring. I know mine would. <laughs> I still wouldn't want somebody else sitting there while I'm having it, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> that just seems weird. <laughs> All right. I think we'll save yours for next week. Yeah. All right. 
wrap it up. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure to visit next week for more weird and creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 12 past 3 or email us at podcast at 12past3.com. Good night. Good night.